0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 193, entitled Indies and Quarantines. Because that's pretty much all we're going to be talking about tonight, is a bunch of indies and all this crazy stuff with all the uh, the coronavirus everything. But uh, my name is Steve, and uh, I am, of course, not alone. I'm always joined by these amazing guys that I get to, uh, to chat about uh, video games with. Hey Barry, how's it going? Hey, we're all here. We're all playing
1: games. Let's just try to make the best of this, right? Yep, yep, yep. Greg, how are you holding up?
2: Pretty good. It's nice to be uh, locked in to be playing more games, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh,
0: time to be uh, a gamer. Go <laughs> out in public, everyone's bad, stay away. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Stay home, play video games. I think that's probably uh YouTubers and um <laughs> do you not? Know, uh, a good thing this joke that uh, we actually aren't monetizing in the first place um so uh yeah pretty much streamers uh youtubers and video game companies i think like those are probably the movie so, like the home streaming and stuff that's like the the only companies that are actually benefiting from from all this because we're just stuck at home and we gotta do something so yeah <laughs> So there's uh, others, uh, medical devices and oh, that's making true. money, too. That's true. Yes. Thank you to all. In fact, um, from the very beginning, like with all this this chaos and stuff going around uh, the world, and especially here in the United States uh, where we are, um, if you guys are in, if any of you are listening or watching and you are in the, the medical field, the for- first responders, anybody like that that is like really on the front lines of what is going on in our world, um, from the Nintendo Fuse podcast crew, thank you for what you're doing um because that's it's huge um but thanks to everybody else that's uh that's in the chat live tonight uh if you have not uh ever joined us if you're listening after the fact and you've never joined us live uh we would love to have you uh do that and um and join in the chat room for whatever we're talking about tonight Uh, we would love to to hear your thoughts on everything Um, like we said earlier, we're gonna be talking a lot about the, uh, the Indie World Showcase that happened earlier today. And we're gonna be talking all about uh, all the craziness and, and stuff that's going around with uh, how the uh, the COVID-19 uh, um, stuff is just affecting all of the, the video game industry and, and as a whole. And uh, we're gonna be talking a little bit about uh, a Lego Mario set that also came out, uh, or was announced at least um, uh, recently. And so yeah, lots of stuff to talk about, but if you've not followed us on social media, if you haven't joined our Discord, all those links and everything are going to be in down in the description down below um, in our show notes as well in the podcast. And we would love to, to see you there and join us and follow us and continue this chat between episodes. Uh, but uh, with all that out of the way, let's jump right into um, what we've been planning lately. Because as you guys said earlier, like there's, there's a lot more time to play video games recently. So uh, what have you guys been doing lately? Barry, we'll go to you first.
1: Um, I, I better hear from, from you when it gets around to you that you've been playing some Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna, at the very least, with all this extra time you now have. Um, but uh, for me, I, uh, I've been playing a lot of Rune Factory 4 Special. I have finally finished that game. That, that game is truly amazing and definitely something you could lose yourself in because I lost myself in it for a while. Uh, There's a lot of content to that game. Oh, my God. There's a lot of content. Um, I finished that and I did uh, Kimono Heroes, um, which is actually the next Playcast game. So I did that for that. Um, I did another indie title, which will be the following Playcast game, which I won't reveal just yet. Um, I'll talk about that, I guess, next uh, podcast. And then I went to the Mega Man Zero ZX collection, and I've been going through the Zero games um, so I just did one, two, and three, and I've got four to do. And it's nice to have a nice casual mode for it, which is great. So it just makes the games a little bit easier, a little bit more uh, friendly to run through. And I haven't I haven't touched those games since the GBA games. I, I tried with the DS when that collection came out, and I started, and I just I never got around to finishing it. So I'm like, I'm just going to run through these. Something nice, something quick, something just... And granted, they're still challenging, but at least on the casual mode, it's a little bit more more forgiving, and i uh, just been having a lot of fun doing that. Nice. Um, outside of that, Final Fantasy XIV, as always, and uh, Dragalia Lost, as always.
0: Cool. Cool. Uh, Greg, how about you?
2: Well, a whole lot of time hasn't sunk in quite yet, but I've still kept up with uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, and then i have also still continuing on with the Super Lucky Tail. Um, I've only managed to complete World 2 and got a Pretty much completed World 3, very close. I think there's only Level 2 left before I tackle that world's boss, but that's actually just about it for now. Um, my daughter's been asking to play some more Paw Patrol and Mario, so I've been trying to look into those types of avenues there. Haven't done a whole lot yet, but I'm sure more will come as like the time kind of goes on and everything. So, you no, know, it just kind of just started with the quarantining at the end of last week, so haven't had. Oh, tons and tons of time yet
0: yeah yeah uh same here um i'll talk about what i'm playing but i want to go to the chat first uh jakester said he's been playing uh or he finished up uh tales of Vesperia story um and he's going back to play lego Aven- uh, avengers um and then daniel said that he's trying to stay healthy as possible finished up sparklight and uh now working on steam world quest um, yeah, so yeah, I need to get back to Sparklight. I, I said that I think uh, a couple podcasts ago um, since they have the update, and I uh, kind of forgot about it. So I need to go back to it um, now that they've had the update as well. Um, what have I been playing? Um, Barry, I've, I've not been playing Xenoblade. <laughs> um, uh, it crossed my mind. <laughs> And and here's what here's the deal. Um, I actually I spent uh, a few days away from any cell phone signal or any Wi-Fi uh, a few days ago, and and I brought along my my Nintendo's uh, my Switch Lite, and I have Xenoblade Chronicles two, and I and I looked at it. And I thought, you know what? Barry would be happy if I actually put some time in it. And I, and I had yes. some time to put into it. Um, but lo and behold, um, I had not downloaded my save data onto my light. And so if I were to pop it in there, I would have had to start from scratch. And I definitely didn't want to do that. And so I ended up playing some Captain Toad instead. Um And, uh, yeah, I played a couple more rounds of that, and that was kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, so Captain Toad's what I pulled out of, out of the, uh, the backlog, uh, as well, and, um, I've been playing, of course, uh, Rocket League, um, with everything going on and everything in the world, uh, we... The other day, um, Jakester's yelling at me already in the chat, um, but, uh, yeah, so I decided that it'd be fun to, uh, to go live, um, and live stream, uh, some Jackbox games the other day, and, um, so I did that actually on Facebook, cause I was like, you know what, I, I have, like I want to actually connect with my my real life friends on <laughs> and on uh, social media and like all you people out there in the you know streaming world and everything you're awesome and everything but I was like you know I, I, it'd be cool to, to try out you know live streaming on Facebook I'd never done it before and uh, so I popped up Jackbox games and and put it out there and actually Barry joined in um, was your wife playing as well. Yes. Okay. I thought that was that was her as well, and so yeah, a bunch of other friends, and that was fun. It was just like a couple hours, just playing some Jackbox games on online while we're all quarantined to our own houses and stuff. Um, And then I did end up playing uh, some Mad Age and this guy. um, From I got grabbed that you know like for uh, just a few cents on sale. um, I think right before the last podcast, and I did end up uh, playing it a little bit, and um, it's all right. It, It was worth like the seven. Seventeen cents or whatever I spend on it, um, but it's it's not that it's it's got some shortcomings, but it's it's not a bad game whatsoever. It's uh it's kind of a land or bomberman kind of game, um, but uh but yeah it's it's not that fantastic but if it goes on sale for like just a few cents again which it might because uh, the eShop is having so many sales lately um, that uh, yeah you might want to pick it up for a few cents Um, but yeah of course that and and Rocket League Um, but I do look forward to yeah over the next few few days weeks months who knows uh, how long we're all going to be quarantined and so I'll probably eventually get back to Xenoblade 2 Torna so (laughs) you better (laughs) You better. Maybe I'll finally have that time to uh, to dive into all all that that grinding in the the last. This
1: whole thing is so you would finish this, (laughs) and the universe is just like, damn it, Steve, you got to finish it.
0: We're shutting the world down so you could do it. Yeah. So bummerland. Yeah, I I like what you did there, Jakester. Bummerland. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Lots of lots of games. Unfortunately, uh, the one game that I talked about last. Um, last podcast that I, that came out today, actually. Uh, I did not get a review copy for it yet. I'm in communication uh, with the, oddly enough, with the MLB because they're, uh, you're doing all that. But I don't know if, if all this has affected them on that side of things because uh, I don't think it probably has on the video game side of things, but who knows? Maybe that's why I haven't respond, uh, got a response from them yet. Um, but I have not played RBI Baseball 20 just yet, however, However, I did watch some videos, and it does look promising. It, it looks promising. What they I don't know if they fully listened to me and other people, but what they did do was they, they brought the camera down to, like, a normal height so you could actually see the height of, of where the ball's coming in over the plate. So that's exciting. So you can actually be in the strike zone now instead of this, like, top down or not fully top down but like an isometric view before it was it was kind of a pain and they also added real pitches this time (laughs) like oddly enough up until rba baseball 19 they didn't have real pitches now you can actually throw a fastball or a slider or a curveball or whatever if you want to um they actually have real pitches in there so it's 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 showing some promise so uh hopefully by the next podcast i'll play what's that what
1: did it have before that? Like uh, basically,
0: one, pitch just pitch, and you control it with the oh. the analog stick. But you couldn't tell where you're aiming, though. <laughs> like it had no on-screen like spot to like even like a little you know cross <laughs> or anything like that. It, yeah, you had no idea where you're going. You just kind of figured it out. <laughs> so yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I, I've had issues with our learning as, as well. you go. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jakester's jumping right in, and he, man, like Jakester's like your little crony in, in the, the chat tonight, just jumping on in and like hitting me in the chat and hitting me in the the podcast. I don't know if I can take this. I might just have to finish uh, Torna just just to it's, it's, just to quiet you guys when down. You
1: finish. <laughs> Although you know when you finish, you'll Fortnite, jump to gonna something gonna, else. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna want go to want to go onto the Tintway you know, Chronicles too proper because it ends. You no know, Into it leads into.
0: I need to go back and finish uh, X as well. Yeah. Like, uh, but that requires me to go fire up my Wii U that I haven't turned on in a long time. So, but who knows? Maybe we'll get it on uh, a remake on Switch. Uh, it's possible. Get the whole series we'll there. We'll see. All right. Uh, well, um, <laughs> you know what? I I left on our notes uh, the Sonic movie. Did you guys get to see it before theaters closed down? I did. <laughs> You did? Yes. Nice, I nice. saw it on Tuesday. I did not know. Uh, so it was like, what was like the day before theaters closed down, huh? <laughs> you no, maybe you no, saw one the of the last movies? Down a,
1: a, week, a week later, like, okay. or just, a, just under a week later. But uh, I think they closed down yesterday on Monday, but it was this past Tuesday we saw it, so a week ago. Um, yeah, the theater did not have a lot of people. Um, there were people that were behind us and in front of us, no one coughing thankfully. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was surreal to be there and see so few people, so few people in the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still ate at the food court, you know. We still like this is what we're gonna do, whatever. But uh, but yeah, it it was much better than I thought. Right? much better, world better. <laughs> and I'll say this, I'm i say this on record now: the Sonic movie has a better relationship couple dynamic than probably 99% of movies that are out there right now.
0: Like that's, I'm not talking. Between that's the very true, two actually.
1: But i'm talking about you know the main main male and his wife Uh like their relationship is is like relationship goals like they they have like one small little fight but they they just trust in one another they communicate they talk they they work together and and that was just to me that was the best part of the movie it was like wow you're you're not adding in relationship (laughs) drama in a sonic movie in fact you're you're doing the better thing and that cliffhanger at the end that you know lead in like yeah, definitely want to want to see a sequel
0: now. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. You know, and that's that's something that I didn't even think about. But I but I totally agree with you though. Like once you brought it up, I was like, yeah, I I am fully on board. That was. And I think that was, I think that's uh, the cool thing is they didn't, they didn't try to push the envelope either um, with a lot of things like this is, um, you know, for, for people that have kids or if you are a, a younger kid, you know, watching or listening to this podcast, this is something that you can totally feel uh, comfortable going and watching. You can feel comfortable bringing your kids along the show. And, and in fact, there's a lot of positive messages um, in this. Um, in yeah. addition, you know, it, it's a fun Sonic story, but there's a lot of positive uh, things in this. In it too, and including you know the the marriage relationship. Um, yeah, really. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like it takes a Sonic movie to do it right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's move on to our news to discuss. And like we said earlier, we're going to be talking about the Indie World Showcase. We'll eventually uh, kind of just chat around all the, the, the cancellations and postponing of, of all the different stuff uh, around um, all this, uh, the coronavirus things. And then, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll kind of talk briefly about the, the Lego Mario sets as well. But let's first jump into the Indie World Showcase. So, uh if you haven't got a chance to see it, um, you can go and watch it on, uh, Nintendo's got it on their, their YouTube, but we also have all the, the the video and all the rundown of all the different things on our website, um, nintendofuse.com. So you can check that out. You can even follow along with us. If, if you have a uh, um, another browser open, you can pop it over to nintendofuse.com and actually uh, see all the games and the release dates right there. Um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna run down that list and then just talk about the games that kind of stood out to us. Um, that way you guys don't have to hear me, like, explaining every game, like, um, we'll just talk about the ones that, uh, that, yeah, stood out to us. So I'm gonna run down the, the list, um, based on what, uh, the order they were actually announced in, in the, the Direct itself. So, um, so yeah, so... We started off with a uh, Blue Fire game from Robbie Studios, and I'm probably going to uh, not announce all these uh, the studios and things that um, <laughs> that put out the games because I'm probably going to butcher their their pronunciation from time to time. So I'm just going to uh, just tell you the, the name of the games. Um, but Blue Fire is coming out uh, summer 2020. Uh, Baldo. Is going to come out uh, also in summer 2020. I Am Dead is coming out uh, sometime in 2020. A game called Bark is coming out in late 2020. Cyanide and Happiness Freak Apocalypse, or sorry, Freak Apocalypse Part 1 is coming out this spring, so right around the corner. Uh, summer and Mara is coming out in the spring as well. Quantum League is coming out in late 2020. The Good Life is coming out 2020. The Last Campfire is coming out in tw- summer 2020. Pixel Junk Eden 2 is coming out uh, summer 2020. Uh, f- this is when I'm going to butcher the name. Fiera? Fararia? Can- do you guys know how to pronounce this? I can't remember. I think it's Ferreria, Maybe. Uh, yeah, spring 2020. Uh, Eldest Souls is coming out 20- uh summer 2020. Blair Witch, summer 2020. Ghost of a Tale, Spring 2020, Sky Children of the Light, Summer 2020, Sky Racket uh, come out today, uh, Super Liminal is coming out t- Summer 2020, Wingspan coming out Spring 2020, Dicey Dungeons 2020 sometime this year, uh, Bounty Battle, Summer 2020, Moving Out, was available or is going to be available on April 28th uh, with a free demo available today. And Exit the Gungeon also kind of uh, shadow dropped today um, out of nowhere, so um, yeah. Lots of games. I, I forgot to count. I know there's over 20. I think there's like 21, 22 uh, games on that list. Um, so yeah. So what are you guys thinking? And you guys are already kind of throwing your thoughts in the chat, which is awesome. We're gonna we're gonna go there uh, in just a second. But um, before we before we get into the exact games, um, I'd love to just kind of hear what you guys think overall about the Indie World Showcase, what your thoughts are uh, about the the presentation itself and the your overall opinion. So Greg, let's go to you first. I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, it's pretty much just what
2: you kind of expect from these Indie Showcases. You get a lot of games that are not normally featured in Nintendo Directs and it's really great that they were able to put together all these upcoming games. I mean, the only the worst part about it is a lot of them, it just says 2020, even though a number of them could be 2021 or 2022. I mean, sometimes they really are trying to push for 2020, but they don't end up making it. Um, That being said, I mean, I really enjoyed it. And there was some really good games. It looks like I would look up into hoping to get a review copy or purchase that'll be going through in a little bit. Cool.
0: Cool. Barry, what do you think?
1: Uh, Yeah, I thought it was a good presentation overall. Um, it was short, sweet, to the point, I think. It was interesting that a lot of the um, presentations were actually introduced by the developers this time. Uh, I thought that was really nice. Uh, a lot of timed exclusives, I noticed, that was that was pretty interesting. Uh, Nintendo really, <clears throat> you know, sh- trying for that. Uh, it was interesting because I know the um, the other hosts left Nintendo, so it was, was kind of weird seeing Sam from the Treehouse yeah. um, step in there. And also, you know, usually they're on camera. Um, At least they have, you know, some scenes with them on camera and them not there at all. I wonder if that was part of the effect of of everything going on and the social distancing. And uh, they might have recorded this in their home or something like that. And uh, I mean, it's it's not a Nintendo Direct. I think I think overall it's positive, but it. You know, I can see people still being disappointed because they're waiting so badly for a Nintendo Direct, and this is just not what it is. And it just further makes me think, like, Nintendo really doesn't have a lot to show off, and that's why they're just doing this. Um, It's great to see. Indies definitely need attention, need love, and I just hope that the events going on in the world right now do not delay these games. Uh, You know, like, one of them was like, we're in Italy, and I'm like, oh my god, are you guys okay? Yeah. (laughs) You know, so who knows? Um, so that that part is, is scary. That was always in the back of my mind throughout the whole presentation. But overall, I, I came away from it positively. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I agree. I, I liked um, actually seeing the developers more. I loved um, having the, the just that personality, that connection um, it is so cool to be able to to make that you know the connection between the. The player and then and the people behind creating the game. So that's that's always great And I thought they did a really good job of, of showing off the games enough um, But still kind of gave me enough to know what the game is about because I've talked about this on a, on a previous show about like how um, Like sometimes these just didn't give me enough to really even know what the games are about I feel like this made a it was a really happy medium in there where I knew enough but it didn't overwhelm me. We, we found out a whole lot of information in 20 minutes. And I think just the, the way they crafted the, the trailers, how they talked over them, they had the developers talking about it, I think just all that worked really well together. And uh, yeah, it seemed like they had a, a pretty wide range of games as well that they showed off, which is which is really cool. I think there's probably something there for for everyone. Um, which kind of comes with the indie scene, right? Like, there's, there's always usually something there for everyone, but uh, among these 20-plus games, uh, it seemed like I think everybody probably had something they could grab onto and say, yep, I'm excited about at least that one game, if not five or six. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, so as you guys are kind of gra- gathering your notes and, and thinking about what uh, stood out to you, I'm just going to go to the, the chat room. Uh looks like they're talking a lot about The Last Campfire, um, and, uh, yeah, looks like that's like the big one and then, and everybody's kind of speculating around Celeste 2 or, or a, uh, sports story, sort of, uh, a sequel or something like that. We are talking about Kirby. Hmm. hmm okay. All right. I don't even know how, how Kirby got into the conversation, but, uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what did you guys think? Like, let's, let's just kind of, I know normally we kind of bounce back and forth a little bit, um, calling on, on people and things like that, but I'd love to just kind of, what games stood out to you? Maybe we can even chat about the the last campfire first. Cause that seems like be the one that's, uh, that pops up, um, in the, in the chat quite a bit already. Um, yeah. What did you guys think about the last campfire? Is that on, on your list that you're excited about? Yeah, that's
2: definitely on my list. Um, I was actually gonna say pretty much what Jakester was saying with the last fire uh, or last campfire, blue fire, and uh, let's see, there was the other one that he had listed that was like, oh, the eldest souls were mm-hmm. like the three biggest one, like my three biggest takeaways. But in terms of the last campfire, that looked kind of cool. It was just kind of like a little like kind of done like a. Zelda-like game where you just kind of walk around and solve puzzles and using, like, fire and, and venturing around. So that one definitely piqued my interest. Uh, hopefully to see more of
0: it in the coming weeks before it's released. Yeah. 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 I love how the, the – um, one of the things that – like, not only did it look really good, but I love how – Indie games are especially like the ones that are pushing the envelope in new ways, and I love how they're able to like tell stories that are so emotional, and and just tug on your heartstrings a little bit. And this kind of seems like this could be a game like that. Um, Barry, are you excited about it as well? Yeah, Last Campfire is one
1: of the uh, the games that I put on my list that I'm excited for. Um, it's from Hello Games, and you know I'm one of those that was burned on you know, no man's sky i i got that right at the start and and uh i haven't gone back to it since and me i know I heard it's a lot better now i heard it's <laughs> a lot better and i definitely uh am willing to give them a second chance um but it's one of those that i'll a wait for reviews and b hopefully get a physical um before i jump in unless they give me a review code in which case I'm that
0: goes you know, go mm-hmm. that trumps it all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Greg, what were the other ones that you were you were excited about? I I forgot uh, I think it was It was you know, also the Blue Fire, blue fire and, yeah. Um the
2: That's that Soul game. <laughs> the, the soul remember, game endless. is it Endless Soul eldest or?
0: Souls. Yeah. Endless Souls. Eldest Souls. Eldest. You know, endless yeah. eldest, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly the same at all. Um, <laughs> Almost the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, some people are talking about in the chat, like, uh, Last Camper, I had a, an Ori feel to it. Yeah, I think it kind of did with that, like, the, the the lighting that they did and stuff. It was kind of cool, and the, the graphical style and, and stuff like that. Um, uh, Shieldster says that Blue Fire felt like a 3D Hollow Knight. I know, I know you're a big fan of, of Hollow Knight, right, uh, Greg? Is that... Did you did you pick that up at all? Um, a little bit. It seemed like a much more faster pace. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, there was a game that I'd gotten on either early on in the Switch or was the Wii U that was kind of like a really fast pace. But I don't really know if I got into it as much. But I mean, this one does look look intriguing because you do kind of go fast, but then you also are slowing down for some really technical stuff. So it did seem to pretty interest me pretty well Mm. yeah i don't know too much i mean hollow it seems it's more metrovanian it's like 2d this is kind of like that isometric like 2d like so Mm. i don't know how close the comparison will go but yeah i don't
0: know it's kind of hard to tell when you don't really see a lot of the footage too that's true yeah it seemed cool. I don't. I don't know if I'll get it. It seems like, uh, yeah, maybe a, a little bit of Metroidvania, but it's a platformer kind of thing. And it seems cool, but I don't know. I don't know. Barry, is it is that on your list at all? Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I think I need to see more. I think because they opened with Blue Fire and was just kind of like, what is this? And then they didn't really go into it. They just kind of moved on mm-hmm. to the next. So it was one of those. Oh, okay. You know so i i need to see more but i definitely see the appeal yeah yeah for sure um
0: what's something else you're looking forward to barry
1: um there are a couple titles um one of them is the good life which is actually uh something i kickstarted hmm. um which they sent out an email like yeah guess what it's coming to switch and if you backed it you can't switch over to the switch version we can add it as an add-on but at this point it's too late and as of now, they're not doing a physical because I backed it for a physical PS4, hmm. and they're like, "Oh, as of now, you know, we can't do a physical, but maybe it will come out." So I'm hoping. But I thought that was just an intriguing,
0: you know, story. It looks really cool. I've been following the development of the yeah. game. So paying back your debt to uh, to Tom Nook very soon is not going to be enough for you. You want to pay back more debt. Got to, got to, got to pay more debt and turn into animals. Cause it's yep. such a it's such a very interesting concept. And I was like, I, it's not my thing, but I was very intrigued by it, for sure. Yeah. Uh, anything else on your list? Oh yeah, um, Baldo looks really
1: mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, I love RPGs and I love the art style, the anime art style.
0: But the question um, is, do you have time? Because <laughs> they they hinted at very much that this is going to be a game yeah. that takes a lot of time. Yes, they did, and it
1: all depends also on physical or not before yeah. I even really give it much look. Uh, Eldest Souls uh, mentioned it. Just, I'm not a big hard <laughs> hardcore gamer like that, but it, I I would give that a try. Uh, Bounty Battle, which was in the montage, that has a bunch of characters like Brawlhalla. That has a it's like a fighting game, but it has a bunch of characters from other indie games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that looks really interesting too, and uh, the Cyanide and Happiness. Freakopolis, just because I love cyanide and happiness, so hmm. I definitely give that
0: a shot. Nice, nice. Uh, that's interesting that you both. Yeah, both of you guys said Eldest Souls. Um, it was not on my list of things that I was excited about. But Greg, tell me, tell me why I should be excited about Elder Souls. <laughs> you probably should, just. Be... <laughs> you just should. <laughs> I
3: don't
2: know. Um, I'm trying to rewatch the, like the footage, but. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's the normal thing like that's like a very kind of thing like oh you should you should be just like <laughs> you should game, you just know? finish
0: tornado just does <laughs>
2: um, I'm trying to find footage really quick because it was um, I watched the footage and noted the title and then I was like wait a minute and now I'm getting I'm like all cross cross I try and remember exactly <laughs> which one is which so this one felt like kind of like a retro style, like, almost like Link to the Past type of game to me. Like, mm. you're kind of slow moving around, you're exploring, going through dungeons, the eldest, big bosses and stuff. It's just and, all
1: bosses, I think. Yeah. It's a boss rush. Mm. Yeah. Eldest it specifically uh. a boss rush. Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, they show, like, some footage of like, walking around, but then there are a lot of battle sequences, so mm. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's just vague interest right now. I like those retro art styles, so it's. I don't know. I'll look into it more, and if it's just a whole bunch of boss, like just plain boss rush, then it might be a pass at that time. But mm. we still don't don't know a ton about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's really true. Yeah, like I'm I'm just kind of glancing over the, the page, and yeah, it doesn't have a whole lot of information there, but it does say it's it's a boss rush uh, game um, with pixel art, boss rush game basically, um, and. Uh, yeah, you progress and adapt. So every encounter will, um, the old gods will be unique, uh, a new challenge, and you claim their power and kind of move on. Um, so seems interesting for sure. But yeah, I like. I think I'm I'm almost, almost burnt out on the old style, like the retro style stuff. <laughs> much Weird retro. enough, I'm like like we've done it too much. Like I'm like. I, for me, this one was more like, why? Why is this game gonna stand out among all the others like it? Um, it didn't look bad, but it just it didn't grab me. Like, oh, I've gotta, I've gotta do it. Barry, is it what what grabbed you that said you've gotta play it?
1: Uh it's not necessarily a you gotta play it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of playing challenging games. It just seems like one of those like, oh. If I play this, I'll probably be like the first boss, and maybe struggle and beat the second boss, and maybe even the third. But there's going to come a time where I know I'm going to hit a boss that's just going to keep kicking my butt, and I'll be like, you know what, I'm done with this. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I think it looks yeah. intriguing, and in the way that if if they do it right, if you know, it depends on like I don't know if you ever played like Dark Souls games, but some of those bosses are just punishings, and if it's like that, like right out of the gate, then I think it's going to turn a lot of people off. Um it's definitely one of those rewarding when you beat it things mm. and and I don't mind that when it's just you like when it's when it's one of those where oh I was last hit was either between me and him and I lost and I know I could beat it next time that I don't mind because then it's like it's, it's a challenge there mm. but when it just feels too cheap or like you just get bombarded right at the start and it's like oh okay well this sucks um and you feel like you have no chance and if it does something like that then then I'll look away completely yeah
0: That makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Let's see, what else was on my list? Um, uh, Yeah, I talked about um, Baldo a little bit. That looked really interesting. but yeah, time. Um, <laughs> if I can't if I can't complete Torna, I'm not sure I'm gonna have enough time for Baldo. Um, but uh, but Bark looked really interesting. I think because uh, just it's cool to have like I'm am a sucker for old school kind of um, 2D side side scrolling platform or not platformers uh, shooters. Sh-pops. And um, yeah, so that looked fun. I love the idea of like being able to play it with um, friends. So, like couch co-op sounds exciting it didn't sound like they specifically said couch co-op so I'm guessing it's probably not going to have online um, which is unfortunate because I don't have as many people in my house as I maybe used to when I was a young kid loving to you know play couch co-op sort of things especially right now because we're all quarantined Um, (laughs) it's it's my wife and I Um, but uh, but it still could be really fun I think Um, and and, uh, yeah I think it's always fun just to have like a a really family-friendly kind of thing. Um, like, even when we are talking about the Sonic movie, it's kind of cool. Um, let's see. Another one. Uh, Quantum League looks very interesting. I don't want to necessarily buy it, but I want to play it once. <laughs> once? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever, like, <laughs> walking through those games, like, that's interesting. I don't know if I want to give them my money, but I'd like to try out their game at least a one, one time, maybe twice. Um... But, yeah, what do you guys think about Quantum League? Because it's it was a it's a very interesting concept with the whole clone thing from, like, previous rounds and stuff. The the uh, concept is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that's really unique. But
1: it's like a, a fourth-dimensional strategy. And I already don't play first-person shooters, <laughs> so it's already in the category of something I, I'm not really looking into. But I definitely think it's unique. But, honestly, I kind of feel it's just going to... Be like that game Morpheus. Morphes, like are uh, like oh this game looks fantastic and looks so unique and like like no one really talks about yeah. it anymore I think it might even be dead. Yeah. Um, so so I think it's honestly unfortunately gonna go that way. Yeah
0: Yeah, I think so too Yeah um, and then another one, uh, let's see. Yeah, I definitely had down last campfire. That's I think the last campfire is probably the the top one on my list um, from from the indie world uh, today. Like that was that was the one that really um, stood out to me. Skyrocket looks interesting because it's a two D shooter again, like the like the shmups. But I don't know. I, I think uh, I think Bark looks more fun. Uh, and the whole thing, and it's interesting that none of us—at least, it seemed like—the biggest announcement they saved for last, and none of us mentioned *Exit the Gungeon*. Is—is is that I, I why is it. this?
1: Hmm. <laughs> I have entered the Gungeon. I just haven't played it. So, it's really—I'm excited for the people that that love uh, *Enter the Gungeon*. I know there's fans for it, but being somebody that hasn't played it yet, it's not as you know, like, oh my god, it's it's kind of like the last Direct we actually did get, where it ended with Xenoblade Chronicles, and I was like, oh my god, yes, but someone who hasn't played the games yet, or, or stalling on playing the game, Steve, um, <laughs> you know, you're not as excited about it, so I get it.
0: Yeah, I think so. Greg, what do, you, what do you think about Exit the Gungeon? I mean, it did look really cool, but it just seemed like a lot of the
2: things took place on, like, moving vehicles, so like, I don't know how much I, like, the combat and the close space and i don't know what like, there's like tons of projectiles all over the place and i don't know it just seemed like everything was very compact and very difficult looking mm-hmm. but i don't know i mean i do like the art style and i was initially kind of intrigued like the way it was started but then like pretty much just like the entire video was just like all these like small rooms and you're just battling these big bosses and kind of just like the souls that i just found out about.
0: <laughs> that you changed your mind on yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know I'm, that's the kind of vibe i'm getting from it it looks like it's insanely difficult to be dodging everything and you're just constantly just firing back at the these big bosses with ever-changing arenas so yeah. i don't know yeah did you
0: play did you play the first one I did not know. Neither, yeah. So that's, maybe n- that's why I didn't wait. None, none, of, none of us three played Enter the Gungeon, so maybe that's why we're not excited. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how. Like I've heard of the game for sure. Like it's not like I've never heard of it, but it totally slipped past me, and and I didn't realize that there's a huge following behind it either. And so the fact that like people are freaking out that Exit the Gungeon exists and everything, I was like, oh, what? I I didn't. Okay, cool. I mean that's great for those people, but yeah, it never hit me like it seemed like it. There, that it really hit that fan base that I didn't realize existed. So, um, yeah. So, any any final thoughts about uh, about indie world at all, Greg?
2: Yeah, my I think my biggest takeaway was the same as yours was the last campfire, and that was like the one we were kind of talking about first. So, mm-hmm. that was the one that I'm probably most strongly looking forward to out of the this batch of games yeah yeah um but i don't think there's really too much additional head in my notes it was i think the i am dead just kind of looked really strange i couldn't even get an idea what the game was about so like yeah it's just like walking along like a boardwalk kind of thing and then you go inside a museum and then like boom video ends it's like what I'm like yeah what are you <laughs> well, doing in no, this they, game they,
1: like, they did, they did state what it was it was like the the island is doomed And only you can save it, and you're a ghost, and you have to interact and use your powers to investigate and figure out how to save the islands. It's it's definitely an interesting concept. I just don't know how it will
2: execute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really grab too much from a
0: (laughs) quick replay of the trailer. (laughs) Yeah. It definitely. Yeah. Anything else, like, yeah, speaking of, of I Am Dead, but anything else kind of stand out to you that you're like, yeah, that, I don't even care at all. Like, I I'm, I didn't even want to see it today. <laughs> anything, anything that you were totally turned off by? I don't know. Well, Bark was kind of on my Really? <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> Bark looked cool. The Bark one was kind of turned off, yeah. It's like and oh like, space dogs. Mine. It's
0: like, oh, it was like Star Fox. And... <laughs> of course, that's what I want. Yeah. Star Fox 2D. <gasps> That's what we need. We need a Star Fox shmup. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take that while they're waiting while they're working on the next real Star Fox. Um, yeah. Anything? Uh, any, any final thoughts or, or games that really just didn't didn't stand out to you at all, Barry? Uh, the only game that really like didn't stand out for me was Blair Witch because I just don't like horror games. Hmm. I understand
1: it has a, a following, and, and I'm sure there are people that are like, "Oh, that was my best game," and that's perfectly fine. It just didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. And it just, and <clears throat> no, no, it just made me
0: miss the Rex. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just made me miss directs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jixter, said during the stream, his, his reaction uh, when he saw I am dead. Me and the chat were like, <laughs> what W T F is this? Too weird. <laughs> it is. It's a weird <laughs> game for sure. Hussin's uh, joining the uh, the chat. Hussin, what'd you think of the N D world? I'd Love to hear. From you as well. Um, I think I think Sky Children of the Light was like one of those games. that I'm like, eh, I don't know. It was interesting that we had Sky and Sky Racket as well. Like um, one thing that, that that stood out to me as well, and like there's there's some games that have weird names. You know, like Fieri or whatever. I can't pronounce. Um, you know, Cyanide and Happiness, Free Apocalypse. You know, that clearly no one's going to duplicate. But just a weird thought as I was typing up, um, you know, the blog earlier today and and putting in all the you know the tags and stuff like that um, for for games, and I realized that none of these are repeats of like other game names. I'm like, how do people keep coming up with brand new names? Like, really, we have no game called Wingspan at this point, um, but uh, at least in yeah. in recent years, like. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I think there there's a few moving out doesn't really seem like something um, I would be in, uh, I would enjoy. Um, what what was the one that was kind of like a? Um, uh, uh, sorry, I'm blanking on the 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 farming simulator game that like is really big right now. What's the name of that? shoot Stardew Valley Stardew Valley yeah what was the one that was kind of like that but like on a beach or like a summer in Mara summer in Mara so I'm sure like that's not my thing but I that I feel like it has the the makings of another like possible hit like Stardew Valley I think that's another one I'm backed on. yeah nice um, Hassan said that it, it was interesting had it on in the background when working from home so he didn't really pay close attention a uh, few games caught his eye. Um, but honestly, he's just looking forward to uh, Animal Crossing. So yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you for sure. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. If we want to have any other thoughts about the Indie World Showcase, we'll move on and uh, just kind of a general discussion. There's really not a whole lot to to say in terms of news. I feel like most people um, know a lot of the big stuff that's happening right now. Of course, um, this coronavirus and, and COVID. Covid nineteen. Every time I say the number, I, I feel like I it's the wrong number. But it is nineteen, right? <laughs> nineteen. Okay. Um, is uh is like. Um you know, taking over the world basically, and and with every day here in the United States, sometimes even by the hour, um, more and more things are closed down and shut down. I think the other was a Monday, I think it was. So just yesterday, um, we go from like a limit of fifty people that you can have in a gathering to like now ten, um, and I feel like. Like a lot of governors are now shutting down um, things across every state in the union. Basically, about like you can't have any bars and and restaurants and coffee shops and all those places are shutting down. Um, no, they're staying open. Well, it's just yeah, delivery the dining room, or takeout yeah, only. The dining rooms are shutting down and and stuff like that. So, but who knows? Maybe by tomorrow they're gonna say nope, can't be in those at all. And uh, but. So all that kind of craziness, we've been told, you know, stay in our homes if we don't have to go out and things like that. But uh, with all that, um, it's it's affected the gaming industry just a little bit, uh, just just a tad bit. And, you know, um, we talked about how GDC had been postponed to later in the summer uh, in our last podcast. And we speculated about E3 and we go, you know, what's what's going to happen with E3? And uh, I think at that point. Um, all of us were uh, probably under the assumption, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, that we probably thought E3 would still happen because all this would be passed by then. Um, but I don't know anymore <laughs> um, because now E3 has has been canceled um, for for 2020. And uh, and we do we've seen some some other companies um, that are that are choosing to, to go to the online methods that we talked about um, and uh, but possibly we have like um, a delay on the Smash Brothers updates so other things are happening other than the, the big trade show stuff. We're also getting you know smash updates that are possibly delayed because they can't um, really work on the game and, and be in the office together and, and things like that and so um, Just thinking back to indie world, it's actually probably the benefit that a lot of indie developers have if they're a small team Some of these teams are like one or two people. They can still keep working on their game from home Um, But these companies that have giant teams that's that's affecting them as well Um, So yeah, I just wanted your your take um, on on this whole thing uh, guys and and especially if there's anything else that that stands out and how it's affected certain things that that I haven't mentioned yet, or even things that I have mentioned, kind of just get your uh your general take on all this i I'll, I'll go to you first barry uh
1: yeah this this whole thing has literally disrupted pretty much everyone's way of life, I know we joke like, oh you know as, as gamers, it's kind of like wow, you know your normal is quarantine kind of deal uh and and that's true to an extent, but it, the the outreach has like it's a ripple effect. <clears throat> and not only is E3 canceled, at least the show floor, the the press conferences can still go on. Uh, they could do pre-recorded stuff. Um, like Limited Run is still doing theirs. Ubisoft's looking into digital. Nintendo hasn't said anything, but I'm sure they'll still do a Nintendo E3 Direct. Um, but as for the show floor, it is officially canceled. Um, other shows like the Midwest Classic uh, Gaming Expo, uh, which is the beginning of April, uh, I almost went to that. Um, that is canceled. Um, just, just shows like that are just being looked over as, as, you know, non-essential and with so many gatherings being closed down. And I don't know how it is in your area of the wood, but over here, it's, it's pretty bad because of our dense population where I live. It is, uh, some of the densest populated areas, uh, in, in the United States. We have, um, I think we have like a hundred, and 80 cases already in just my county with four in my town and of course we're outside of new york city and new york city might be closed down within 48 hours um and that Wait, is huge new york city may be closed down that's crazy san, Fr- san francisco just got closed down oh wow san francisco's 24 hour quarantine <clears throat> uh curfew and all that hmm. so new york city might go that same route over here we have uh, 5 a.m to 8 p.m you're allowed to be outside after 8 p.m you are inside Um, curfew, literally curfew is out. Um, all, all malls are closed. All restaurants are, as we said, um, anything that's not in a mall can remain open, but has to adhere to, you know, very few people in the stores, social distancing, that whole thing. People are paranoid. People are freaking out. Um, it's especially bad. We have, uh, like mornings for elderly, for the grocery stores. So the elderly can go in in the morning so that oh. it, they have less chance to get uh, infected. But it's it's crazy. It is absolutely to the point that, and, and that's how it is today. And, and an hour from now, that could all change. Um, the reality is is this is not going to be a two-week thing. This is going to be most likely a two-month thing. And, and we need to do that just to slow the rate so that the hospitals are not over flooded and and i think the worst part about this overall is it has everybody paranoid mm-hmm. in in the sense of like if you have a cough it's like oh my god am i gonna <laughs> die like oh even if you have a fever like mm-hmm. oh i have a fever that means i've got it no you could still get the common cold you can still get the chills you can still have allergies like all of these things still exist if you didn't hear about COVID-19, you would get this and go, oh, let me take my NyQuil, go to bed, and I'll feel better in the morning. Uh, no, no worry. But now it's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's crazy. And the, the the fact that we don't have enough kits is another scary thing. Mm. You know, there uh, there was Heidi Klum tweeted out that she had flu-like symptoms and didn't uh, failed negative for the flu test. And they say, well, it sounds like you have it, but we don't have a test. We, we can't give you the test. We can only afford them for the people who are elderly or, or already compromised. So we're just going to send you home. Uh, you most likely have it, but we can't confirm it. Therefore, it doesn't count. Mm. So the, all these numbers we have now are actually low. There are a bunch of people right now um, that do probably have it and just are not reported because they can't report it. Um, you know, it, it's just it's. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Jared, just talking about the midnight release of Doom and Animal Crossing are, are canceled across the board. Um, that was closed here anyways for the mall. Like, I have a friend who works in uh, in the mall in a GameStop, and he was like, yeah, I'm spending literally all day today calling people and saying, if you want the digital code and you pre-ordered, come on in, change it for a digital code, because we won't be open to give you your copy of the game. Mm. Wow. And that's crazy. That's crazy to think, like, what? I, mean, I won't be open so who knows so how they long may they use. may close all together
0: not just oh no oh the all mall closed all malls. oh okay all new jersey all malls are closed and i believe new york as well uh, oh, i forget and, like our GameStop's stops not in a mall it's in like a little well, we small have game stops that aren't thing, in a yeah. mall too yeah but but yeah
1: all actual malls wow. indoor malls are closed and it's it is unprecedented and mm-hmm. It is, honest to God, unprecedented. And, again, this this disease is scary because you could be like, hey, I feel fine one day. And and right now, you'll be listening to this and go, I'm fine. And not even realize you have it because it takes up up to two weeks for you to show symptoms. Mm -hmm. So in two days from now, you could be like, oh, my God, (laughs) I feel like my chest is on fire. What happened? Um, I only went out once. uh, And that's just it. You don't know. And, you know, like, how paranoid do we get? Like, do we take our mail? Do we touch our mail? Do we, you know, do we trust any packages? <laughs> do we wash after that? Do we clean the whole house every time, you know, someone looks the wrong way? I mean, it depends <laughs> on how paranoid you want to get. Yeah. But it has everybody in this area definitely on edge. Yeah. And uh, and everywhere, all across social media, people are on edge. People are scared. Yeah. And, and who knows you know how how many games are going to be canceled uh we we joked about this in the playcast that you're going to see a point probably next week onwards where like physical games are going to stop coming out mm. the digital versions will so you get like no games next week no games week after no and then like sometime in april or june you just open up your door and you have like 80 packages wow. yeah. from like amazon like all these games came out because they're all here from the one week
0: well didn't <laughs> amazon even say that they're going to stop uh Shipping, I think, some some stuff no. or something like that?
1: They said they were going to stop taking third-party items in to sell at their warehouse. Oh, okay. Meaning, if you wanted to sell something and you want to sell, ship from Amazon, you want to use the Amazon warehouse to, to hold it and sell it, they're not going to take your items unless it's medical supplies or masks or things in oh, okay. demand. But big publishers, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, like, things like that. You know, like, oh, shirts or blenders or stuff like I'm sure... Those will still go out, mm-hmm. at least at least at the moment. But I did hear like one of the warehouses, someone tested positive. Oh, wow!
0: So who knows? Yeah, it's <laughs> Scary world out there. It is. It's true. Uh, Greg, I know. Uh, it seemed like Chicago area was uh, taking a lot of precautions as well. How, how's it going on in your neck of the woods?
2: Yeah. So our governor issued over the weekend, this last weekend, that all the Restaurants and bars need to be closed effective uh, yesterday. Only pretty much drive-throughs and takeout is an option. So I've like heard, seen like pictures of like some Starbucks just having all the chairs are gone on the inside, just yep. to like pick up the drinks inside. That's ours, so, aren't you? <laughs> <no. clears throat> yeah, so definitely discouraging any sort of like gatherings. There's a number of churches that have canceled like services, and um, all the schools have been closed my um, daughter's preschool didn't officially close until yesterday mm. but we didn't send her yesterday um, so it was like a private school so it wasn't really impacted mm. let's see we had the first person to die from the virus in Illinois was just reported today mm. um, it was like a some sort of like a facility in DuPage uh, County which mm. is right next to Cook County in Chicagoland um Apparently, there was someone that uh, <clears throat> had it and, like, infected at least, like, 18 other people in the facility and then four employees. So, mm. I'm sure that's uh, not looking good over there. But, yeah, from what I've heard is we don't really have, like, the tests and ventilators on staff for, like, the hospitals. And it's, like, please, people, like, do your part and stay quarantined. And um, people at my work are still showing up into the office and, like... <laughs> I mean they've told us we can work from home and I've been doing that since Thursday so mm. I'm good to go on that front. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty scary here. We've gone to the grocery stores and seeing like all the pasta and toilet paper <laughs> and like the normal stuff you've seen that like sell out and hand sanitizer and <laughs> it's just not like the stores were very hectic last week people trying to stock up for everything and wife went on friday and got everything we needed at least last us the next few weeks before we have to go get like order pickup groceries or whatever from Mm -hmm. target so yeah yeah Yeah, it's definitely been on the scarier side here in illinois at least in the chicagoland area
0: yeah yeah it's kind of crazy for sure um go to the chat you guys have been talking quite a bit there um, Shieldster says that uh, yeah, or sorry, yeah, Shieldster, Shield Sir, Shield Sir, there's no T in there. Shield Sir Nine uh, says that uh, yeah, all bars and clothes, all uh, bars and restaurants are closed there. Um, yeah, Shield Sir, let us know where you are if, if you're comfortable with that. That'd be cool to to know. Um, Hasan says yeah, things escalated pretty quickly over the last few days. Um, He's talking about you know, lots of uh, possible uh, effects from it. I think on the on the gaming industry, um, we'll get it. We'll get into that in just a second. But but he says that uh, for smaller developers, they lose opportunities to meet with publishers, um, and E three was was already on the decline, so this could really impact it moving forward. That's that's an interesting thought. Um, he he further says that he suspects a lot of companies will go digital events now and maybe realize that they don't need E three. Um, as much anymore moving forward and um, or at least decrease their presence um, let's talk about e3 and and the gaming uh like trade shows and things like that for just a just a bit um do you guys agree with Hassan that this could have a, a pretty significant impact moving forward or is this kind of thing that we're just gonna we're gonna hit this 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 year it's really unfortunate but things will bounce back next year what do you think greg <sighs> I'm kind of thinking it might bounce
2: back. I mean, I know we've always like people always say like Nintendo is doomed, but here we are like they haven't been doomed. So I know E3 probably has kind of gone through a good period of decline, but I think this was that like off year, obviously with all the coronaviruses viruses and everything. You don't want to travel all the way to Los Angeles and potentially catch it and bring it home and all that kind of stuff there. So I think this is might be possibly a one-off possibly but i mean i do see like the if people want like the companies do want to do digital events that can still be an avenue but i still think there's still those deals that between publishers and developers that still happens and i would think that they would still want to have some sort of conference maybe it might be in a, a smaller venue at some point maybe they don't need that huge ginormous space in um la but i don't Think it's quite the end at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have speculated, even like the end of the physical side because of how popular the digital titles have mm-hmm. been. But they're still doing plenty of those. Like, still, like, <laughs> like obviously, Nintendo is trying to push more digital, but they're still making tons and tons of physical. So, I don't think it's going to be anything from this year that's gratefully impacted. But I mean, I guess who no- really knows? I mean, it could be a sign that time to like cheapen the wallets and <laughs> just go
0: directly to consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh by the way, Shields says he's from Dublin, Ireland. So, greetings from Ireland. That's awesome. Um so cool. We have an international audience now. hey guys. We're we're yeah, on the he's map from the, <laughs> Yeah,
2: I was he's part of the Mario Maker 2 community and nice. I him into our podcast and he's been a uh, fan to listen to it on his drives to the office so i guess it's uh i
0: don't know if his hours were changed for this time around to actually yeah. make it live this time cool oh that's great cool um and and speaking of him he said that uh, yeah apparently e 3 cost 100 million dollars for the big companies and so they should just all do directs around the same time um, release time digital demos to replicate the experience kind of what we were talking about last year or last last year last last podcast Um, yeah do you do you think Barry that we're going to see that happen that we're going to see companies stop going to E3 and and (coughs) do that released you know Mm -hmm. demos or what do you think I think E3 has a 2021
1: in them I think it will be a different show and I, whether there's a 2022 or not, I don't know. I, I see Nintendo still having a show floor. I think they do very well on the show floor. They definitely like creating unique unique booths on um, the Treehouse. Obviously, great reception. Um, they haven't done a live show in eight years, so no, no biggie there. Um, as for Microsoft, I can still see Microsoft wanting to do a live show because they do it in their own theater. Um, I can still see them putting on a booth because they're there. Um, And I definitely see indies. I see indies flocking to E3 for sure. Like like A lot of people don't realize that E3 is that time when the rest of the world actually gives a shit about the gaming world. And that coverage is huge. And I don't think the ESA wants to lose that. Um, Sony is a wild card. Sony sometimes has their own show then they cancel their own show then they cancel going to shows like PAX then they cancel E3s Um, I don't know what they're doing I know tomorrow they're going to be doing a PS5 reveal um, so we'll see how that goes Um, but it's really at the point where E3 needs to evolve to stay alive and, and it would be great if they did the demos digital so that people who were not you know, over in California can actually play and give these things a try and do like some kind of survey after you play it and see what you think. Uh, because honestly when I've done shows you know, like play NYCs or, or other gaming shows I don't honestly enjoy playing games there. Mm. Because I feel like I'm just playing it and I'm able to talk to the developers a lot of times which is great but it's not the same experience I would have at my house. Right. You know, I'm playing it, but I'm, I'm, I'm not fully focusing on the story because I'm also talking with other people or, you know, I'm not really delved in on, you know, trying 100 percent this level. I'm just trying to get through and just I'm really more testing the mechanics of a, of a game versus actually playing the game in hopes that if it, if it entices me, I'll play it when it comes out. And I think a demo in the house will change how I play that because now now I'm actually playing it. Let me see what it is. Let me really d- dive into this. So I think I think overall that would help. Um, you also don't have a line behind you like, come on, hurry up, I want to play. <laughs> right. like, or a oh. line you
0: have to stand in before you get to that point.
1: Or yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I definitely think that that is a benefit. Um, I do think the the industry is going to suffer though. I do think, like at first when when it was just E3 is canceled, I think the industry would bounce back. Mm-hmm. But with everything happening now, everything happening now and i know there's going to be some grants and some some laws in place to protect people but my heart goes out to small business owners my heart goes out to people who are out of work and you can't get the money and can't make ends meet there's a lot of people depending on how long this goes if this goes two weeks I, I think the damage will be minimal but if this goes several months um you'll be driving up and down whatever street you drive down and you're gonna see businesses that were flourishing now mm. vacant with for rent signs because they're just out. And I think in uh, the economy in that regards, people are not going to have the money to game. Mm -hmm. And I think the gaming industry as a whole is going to take a big, big hit because now, hey, I used to get you know, you know, a AAA game a month or every other month, and you know, I play, you know, play five games every month, and I do a bunch of digital stuff and all on sale, and now it's going to be like I can't even do that right. because I was out of work for this time, and the grant doesn't cover it, and I have a, you know, people who are like, I just have a baby, you know, they just had a baby, like. That's expensive. That's a lot of stuff. And you had no idea that, you know, nine months ago was going to happen. And again, how many people during there's the joke that, you know, like nine months from now, there's going to be a <laughs> bunch of babies born because everyone's at home and bored. Um, Those people, it's like, well, now I do have some money, but now I got to put it all aside for a baby coming and I can't afford to to play games um i do think the gaming industry as a whole is going to suffer and i think sony and microsoft coming out with the ps5 and the xbox you know sex are going to be like yeah we're going to rock this world and i think they'll sell up maybe initial shipments from the diehards who will say screw it i'll go into debt to play Um, But I do not think you're going to see PS4 numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not think you're going to see, you know, DS numbers. You know, the Switch, you know, might be in a position. They might postpone the Switch, too. They might say, you know what? There's no reason to do a Switch, two until 2023 or 2024 and just ride the Switch coattails Mm -hmm. um, because people are suffering. Again, it all depends on, A, how long this quarantine thing lasts, B, how long this virus threat lasts, and C how much of an effect is that going to have on everything else? Because in the end of the day, as much as we love gaming, it is non-essential. Mm-hmm. And, and anyone out there is like, Oh, maybe I really want this game, but, or eating, uh, choose eating, <laughs> uh, choose supporting your family, yeah. choose support, you know, choose keeping a roof over your head, over gaming. Um, you know, it may sound blasphemous, but it's true. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The games will always be there, but I, I do, I do hope the industry, it's not going to die i mean the, the industry is going to live but i do hope people aren't hurt too much and especially like these indie developers even though they may work from home like oh i can still keep working on my game and i'm going to get it out they'll be like great get it out but even at 10 dollars 15 dollars 20 dollars people may not be able to afford That's it a good point. and instead of getting instead of getting 3 million in sales which they would have had 3 weeks ago mm. they now maybe get 300,000 which is still not a bad number but it's a tenth of what they could have had mm-hmm. And and how much is that going to affect them? Oh well, now maybe maybe now they won't be able to make another game, even if it's great, because now it's not enough for them to pay their bills. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's really this is this is a ripple effect, and this is going to be get worse before it gets better
0: for sure. Yeah, especially the longer that it lasts. I think that's the the thing. Like some of the the indie developers, you know, hey, they can keep working on from home even if it lasts maybe a month. But if it keeps going on, you know, much past that, you know, then yeah, we're still going to have We're going to start seeing our economy really start taking a hit and that's just going to have even more ripple effects like you're saying and that's that's really unfortunate. Um, I, I want to I bring up uh, Hassan's idea because I, I think this is interesting, um, and it, it actually wouldn't shock me if it happens um, that he, he could see E3 decline in maybe three or four years, and then uh, Jeff Keighley comes along um, because <laughs> that that totally makes sense, and uh, comes and does his, does his own thing of the show, and then that way E3 continues to maybe be like that private audience thing for demos, and then Jeff just has a separate show, a big you know video games. Uh, video game awards thing and kind of does this thing that comes alongside the private show. Um, Greg, would you be excited about this? And if that happens like more before you get excited, it's like whether you share, you're excited or not, do you think it's actually plausible that that would happen? <laughs> I
2: don't know. It's really hard to say. I mean, it certainly could, and that'd be really
0: cool, but I don't know,
2: but it certainly is. a.
0: Yeah, yeah, but if Jeff did Jeff did his own show, would you be more excited about that than uh, than than e three? <laughs> Eh. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Do you think, uh, uh, I I, though, uh Bowser did the whole E3? Maybe but <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, Barry. Do you, do you think that that E3 could go that way? It just to be a very private show. Did they, they get able to do that stuff? And then they just companies do put things online, and and they either go the other way, and it just becomes this I mean, thing that's behind the closed doors.
1: It was originally just a press-only show, yeah. so it could absolutely go back that way. Um, in fact, I know a lot of press that wish it would. Um, so they've got more hands-on with the games and, and be able to talk about the games and do their job. Um, it, it, it's abs- You know what? Honestly, it, it probably will, at least for this time being. Because, again, going to E3, if you want to go as public, you got to pay for your ticket. If you don't live in the L.A. area, you got to pay for your flight and your hotel. And a lot of people are going to be strapped for cash after this. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that if E3 2021 is the same show, it's going to cost them money. And I think they're going to need to scale back, you know, kind of like when they went to Atlanta and those shows weren't the greatest. And 2021 is probably not going to be the greatest. But, you know, I think
2: that's something that's needed to do just to survive.
1: Mm
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's for yeah, sure. I mean, it almost probably should go back to more of a private, like, event thing. And then they can still do, like, the demos for everyone to play on their consoles at home. That would be much more a huge experience, I would think. Because, I mean, that's kind of what you'd want to go to E3 for, is to kind of play and see all the games. But if they offered all the demos, like, online and still did their <coughs> closed-door um, smaller press events, then that's... Mm-hmm. still can have those other meetings and other game ideas generated
0: yeah yeah i think honestly I, th- I think that there's a lot of benefits i think um to all that i think you know for one like greg and i have been to to e3 and and while i i could you know we could try to go the last few years i have actually one of the things that's turned me off about it is the public being able to go there as well and I know everybody that mostly mostly everybody that listens to our podcast are the public and so sorry um, but but yeah like what you're saying Barry I mean just that it adds to the show there's more there's longer lines it just adds to the chaos around that it would be really cool to be able to go to a show to just get what you need and, 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 it, and <clears> add I guess the the work side of it back there because while it is fun it's it's a spectacle especially like some of the booths like Nintendo booths like like, they're amazing but but really like it's not the thing that stands out. It's the cool stuff that you can get behind the scenes. You get to talk with the developers. You get to, to figure out what's really the, the stories behind the games, why they made this and why it's, it's something that your podcast listeners or your readers or whatever should be paying attention to. And it's the, it's the, the, the work side of the, of the gaming industry and focus on that again, and then try to think about different digital ways or whatever that we can, Push out the other side of it to the general public, and and get your games out that way. I think, I think like we talked about in the last podcast. I think um, that tragedies and crises, crises and and things like that in our world are often what cause us to think differently, and and we're seeing it. Like across the board, not just the gaming industry, but, but not in the movie industry is being affected. Like a bunch of movies are being canceled or delayed or, or moving to streaming instead of going to the theater. And so we're, we're seeing people think differently about the, how they distribute content, about how, did you they... hear what AMC did? No. I mean, I know they AMC, closed, but they closed for three months. Is it three months? Well, three months
1: flat out across the board all over. Yeah. And I think Regal Cinemas as well. Regal's is closed, so like, yeah. Yeah. So so like that's anything that was going to come out within the three months,
0: yeah. is, it can't even come out. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, so now how are we as a society and, and as businesses and all that sort of thing, like how are we going to approach life moving forward? Is it going to cause us enough to go, hey, you know what? We've always done it this way, but now we're being forced to change how we do it what's to say that we can't keep going that direction and maybe that's a better direction for the future or whatever so like not only you know game delays and things like that are are, are kind of I mean like you said buried like it's it's a it's not the biggest issue most biggest issues is making sure we eat we have a shelter and everything but it is kind of a, a unfortunate turn of events that if we can't see a movie we really don't do a movie that we really wanted to see, or a you know play a game that we really wanted to play, but but the bigger implications I, I'm really interested in just because I I love sociology and stuff like that, like the bigger implications that we're going to see on the gaming industry and trade shows and even like distribution of games like is Barry's you know worst nightmare gonna happen or we're gonna see everything <laughs> just go digital and like nope. physical's physical is gonna go away <laughs> um but uh but yeah I'm interested in that um anything else that you that you guys like have caught wind of that that it will affect the gaming industry in a way that you want to bring up any <clears throat> any any come to mind
2: I don't know. I mean, I always kind of get the comparison to Disney+. Plus. I've heard that they released some stuff earlier than mm. planned, because obviously more people are at home and mm-hmm. can obviously stream their things. Um, I don't know if that could have an impact on any games. I mean, I don't think Nintendo would do that at all, but obviously other publishers might be able to do that or maybe Sony and Microsoft mm. might consider doing that if they have like a big release coming up. They could just, oh, like you know what, why don't we just put it early and more people can play it I don't know but then you don't have to go to the store and that's getting the virus if it's ready
1: though because (laughs) those those movies that are being released early are ones that are already in theaters and they were just released early for digital Mm -hmm. Um, games can't be released early if they're not made
0: (laughs) yeah
2: well I mean yeah I'm not saying like the games we saw today in the trailer (laughs) or yeah in the indie world are gonna be released today but I mean what's to say they can't release Animal Crossing today
0: Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean they could. I mean obviously because that game exists, but I mean it's been leaked already. So, yeah, so and then the physical ones. <laughs> that's all I was getting yeah.
2: at. I mean, I'm not saying games that are coming out in September are suddenly going to be available tomorrow. No, that's well, it, they still need pouch and finishing. But games that are have like I don't know, like they could still release a few weeks earlier than initially planned because like obviously it's all set and all they have to do is just offer up
0: the code on be able to purchase it in the e-shop and boom, you got it. But it actually, what you bring up is interesting. I think, you know, there's there's probably gonna be only a few that fit that category. But I bet if if some developers and, and publishers, if they're if they're really <laughs> thinking if they have a game that's like really close to being finished and they have a future release date, I could see them going to the developers and say, Hey, can we rush this? Can we get this thing out now while people are home and bored and actually have money before they may lose their money later and so we may actually be able to sell a little more copies if we if we go next week versus a month down the line can we rush this i don't know if how many are actually going to be able to fit in that category but i could i could i could see that possibly happening yeah
2: and that that could be a ripple effect too out of it too so it just all depends i mean i highly doubt nintendo would do that because they're pretty strict on like, it has to be the same price and you have to <laughs> probably have the same day like has to be able to it in the store and everything. And I don't know if that's going to change their tune on that, but I mean, there's nothing stopping them from releasing animal crossing like early if they technically wanted to, but yeah,
1: it's as, as Hassan said, it, it's exactly it. It would annoy, you know, the retailers, if you release it digital early, because the, they have good relationships with these retailers and they don't want to lose that. No company does. I mean, business, it, it, you know, it's not about what you know, it's about who, you know, and relationships matter they're going to want to keep that that good relationship with all their retailers so the, I don't see them
0: doing animal crossing early at all however uh, but like maybe not animal crossing but but I mean these movies like we got like frozen two and, and star Wars episode nine that like could hurt sales and in Amazon best buy and target and all those different stores as well. And, and Disney just dropped it on Disney plus for their own benefit. So why wouldn't, why would that be any different from Nintendo um, just dropping it on their only own shop?
1: Frozen two star Wars episode nine went for video on demand
0: early, but not on Disney plus. Okay. But any, e- to, anyway, anyway though, mind. like it's still <laughs> that, that physical one is still going to be waiting though. Although it would have been you're, anyhow, you're, you're right. But, but, but you're
1: talking Disney versus versus uh, true. Disney Nintendo owns half here. the world,
0: so <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, no, I mean, you you have to look at it this way. When it, when they make a movie, they recoup the majority of their profit from the theatrical release. They get money from the the Blu-ray release, sure. They get money from the digital down, you know, uh, on-demand, sure. But the majority of their income comes from the theatrical release. These ones that they're putting out earlier, ones that have already run their theatrical car. Of course, you know I, I highly doubt that Disney is going to be like, hey, guess what? Black Widow is, is now just going to go right to Disney Plus um, because it is they're going to speculation, though.
0: <laughs> well. I don't think there's it's speculation,
1: happen, but... but I don't think it's going to do that because they're not going to make money on it, and they want to recoup. That's a, that's Marvel money. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want to lose it. Now they might do that with New Mutants because they didn't actually pay to have that made, <laughs> uh, and that movie M- had Mutants. the worst luck ever. <laughs> um, but but in reality, that's really apples and oranges mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, plus, it's not not too long before the physical. Yeah. Uh, as for games, I really, really. I'm suspect, and I do not see this being the death of physical yeah. at all, because and the truth is is that retailers are going to need product. Mm-hmm. They're going to need people there, and they're going to want people. People, you have to also remember this. The one big appeal to digital is that you don't have to go to the store. You can sit in your jammies, and you could download the game. Mm-hmm. After how many weeks of quarantine, it's going to be the polar opposite. Everybody's going to want to get out. Everybody's <laughs> going to be like, holy crap. I want to go to Walmart. Why? Because I can get out of my house, and it's it's one of those things where people don't appreciate freedoms we have until they're <laughs> stripped away from us. And that's just it. So people are going to want to go to those stores. Those stores are going to want to have shiny new products on the, on the shelves for them, and and absolutely, um, they're they're going to have product. Yeah. The digital uh, digital is still going to be as it is. But phys- I mean, even now, Nintendo was not down for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, internet ISPs are, are shutting down because so many people are on it at time. Um, it just shows that the infrastructure in America is actually not ready for a digital-only future. So because of that, physical isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, there's just too much of a demand. Uh, even even like the PS5, which we, we don't have another reveal at this time. I'm sure someone tomorrow is going to be like, oh, we saw it already. Um, and the Xbox X, like they're going to have optical drives. They're going to be backwards compatible. Because if they're not... That's just gonna alienate their previous fans. Just like the Switch. Mm -hmm. The Switch isn't gonna just be like, All right, well, you know that physical card, we're just not gonna use it anymore, even though it's there. No. Limited Run is on fire right now. Limited Run is signing products that they never thought they would. They're they've become a distribution house for other titles because they get things done and and There's a surge of people who want these games physically. Is it millions upon millions? No, but there is an audience Mm -hmm. for these smaller titles, and there's an audience for the bigger titles because that's why you still see people going to Walmart, Target, and even GameStop to buy these titles. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not going to go away. Um, Now, now this will affect some of them. Uh, Red Art Games actually made a post saying that they're not. Shipping anything right now? They are not doing anything because of the COVID-19. Um, Limited Run says they are still going forward. Um, you know, it, and it depends. And that—that's what it is. Today, tomorrow can change 100%. Um, all it takes is one person, even in the remote area, to get it, and everyone just shuts down. Yeah. Um, and that's a scary thing. Yeah. Yeah. Except if you're in Thailand, I don't <laughs> know if you saw. Thailand had one person, and then they're—they're they're yeah. cured. Yeah. And that's they're in the green. Yeah. Thailand is in the green.
0: They're anyway. no coronavirus to learn there. everything from Thailand at this point because they handled it very well. Apparently, <laughs> and they knew what to do <laughs> and they did it. <laughs> the person was
1: smart. Yeah, they, I don't know if you saw today Florida. Like, they were people were at the beach in Florida, yeah. and
0: they're voting like, today too.
1: Yeah, like like what? No, like this is why this is going to be prolonged because people are not taking this seriously. This is why we have Florida
3: retarded.
2: man.
1: <laughs> and yes, and this is that's only gonna hurt the industry more and more and more.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of voting, there was voting today too for the primaries here in Illinois. Oh, so, Illinois still did it. Yeah. But they've already released numbers saying it was the voter turnout was extremely low, mm-hmm. even though our like governor like was trying to like get people to go out
0: and vote. just yeah. Even though you're supposed to be quarantined. Like. Right. I wonder, like. Yeah, I mean, I, I really hope that this doesn't last to November at all. But yeah, like that the implications about things like that, like uh, like a, an actual national election, like like primary is one thing. But if, it, if this were to happen, like over a national election, just like how we would handle it as a country and and all those things, just it, it really intrigues me. And I have I have no idea how it would turn out. It, I'm just like the that side of me that just like hmm, that's really interesting. It's almost like. In a way, I'm living through some sort of movie. (laughs) Jakester didn't expect me to bring up it. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, it's like it almost seems like it's because it still seems I feel like I mean, it's becoming more and more real every day, but it still has this unreal like fake thing about it because I'm like, really, are we really living in these kind of times where like everything's selling out and we're being quarantined and, and all this stuff is like it's it's still a little bit surreal for me, I think. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah it's surreal for everybody. Yeah. I think. I mean, I was talking to my dad, and you know, he's seventy-seven years old. Mm. And I said, "Do you remember anything like this?" Mm. You know, in seventy, he's like, "No." Mm. He's like, "I've I've been through some bad times, but never anything like wow. this." And I think the last time was like nineteen nineteen. Was was like the the last time there was anything really like this. Mm-hmm. And and who knows who knows if this ends if this ends with this if there's going to be another follow up. Um, You know, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, there's going to be a vaccine. And I think I think like the president even said, like, oh, the vaccine's coming. It's going to be here just shortly. Mm-hmm. And the truth is vaccines take 12 to 18 months yeah. before they can be released to the public because there's testing. And even if it goes well on day one, we still have yeah. to see what it's like in a week or two weeks. So th- there's not going to be a vaccine for this for a long yeah. time. We really need to just kill this by letting it simmer mm-hmm. and, and, and pass
0: its way, run its course, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Well, stay safe out there, wash your hands, and uh, try not to... Touch anyone else in public, or your face, or any of that stuff, and uh, do all that you know you need to do to stay safe and keep other people safe around you, and and enjoy the time that you may have more at home and uh, play some games, and uh, and you know we we may we may do some of those those gaming nights and and stuff that we've been talking about for a really long time and just haven't ever uh, pulled the trigger on it. Maybe now is the time that we we may have some Nintendo Fuse game nights. We all get together as we're all quarantined in our own homes and. And play some games together and everything so if you're not joined in our discord or our social media, make sure you do that Uh, Let's let's turn the page a little bit to a happier story um, Because we got uh, Mario day was the other day March 10th is uh, now effective uh, Effectively called Mario day Nintendo's kind of coined it over the last few years and and we got a a little surprise on Mario day this year that uh, Lego and Nintendo are partnering up up for a uh, a Lego Mario set, and um, yeah. So we we first got this little bitty um, uh, hint at what was going to happen, and then uh, on March twelfth, we actually got word about what it was going to be. As you can see on screen, if you're not watching, if you're not watching live, and you're watching, uh, you know you're listening later, you're not actually seeing what was on screen. I'll just kind of describe it basically. uh, You have a a Mario that's, it's, it's a Lego character, but it's like a digital, it has a screen on it and you can interact with the levels that you create, and um, kind of go through it, and stomp on Goombas, and um, and go through pipes, and stomp on you know Koopa Troopas, and things like that, and eventually um, you have so much time, I guess, to be- make it through the different levels that you create, and then you eventually get to the end, and uh, and. Get points, I guess, based on how you did in in that particular um, that particular level that you built. So um, really interesting. De- definitely never saw this coming. I thought when it first came out, they talk about a Mario Lego set. I was like, oh, cool. We can build, you know, Princess Peach's castle, and and that'd be really cool because I love the the Star Wars sets and everything else they have out nowadays. It'd be really cool to to build that sort of thing. I never expected to see something. Quite like this Um, so I'd love to yeah just see you guys thoughts on this and uh, and kind of speculate where this could go so um, let's first go to you Barry Uh, what do you think about Lego Mario it was definitely not what I was expecting either (laughs) I was expecting a more traditional
1: you know Lego set little Lego minifig of of Mario and building the castle and Bowser's castle and you know maybe like world one one or something Um, it's unique it's, it's very Nintendo. You can tell Nintendo sat down. When Lego might may have mm-hmm. approached them and said, if we're going to do this, we're not going to do what I just said, that standard Lego set. We're going to do something unique. We're going to do something that has to be unique. It has to be something that, that sells this as its own mm-hmm. idea. And this is what they came up with. And I think it's really novel. Um, I think it sells the charm of the games. I do not foresee this being played with (laughs) in the intended way for long. I mean if you could just take, oh, we're going to play Mario and just go from the start to the castle instantly. Cause technically there's nothing saying you can't pick <laughs> up the figure and just go boom, flag <laughs> done. Wow. That promoted. was fun. <laughs> and, and even if you wanted to go through the whole level, it's not like the enemies are actually right. going to be moving to kill you. So you could just go bang, bang, bang on each of the enemies. Um, so I see it as very novel. I see the construction of it being more novel, but then once you construct it, I don't know what you're going to do with it. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just, it's going to be probably too big to keep out as a display. And it's definitely not going to be something that, you know, you're going to want to sit and play through. Maybe, I mean, sure, little kids might get a kick out of it, or maybe they'll build something and want their parents to play through mm-hmm. it. Of course, it's in, in, impossible to die unless you, you purposely do it. Um, Cause I showed him getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're going to do some kind of like board game aspect, like Mario party and you have to roll and you have to go mm-hmm. among a certain amount of spaces um, that I can see being pretty intriguing. If they do something like that, um, that makes it a little bit more of a game. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I mean, I plan to at least pick up some of it for sure. Um, Cause I love Lego and I love Mario. Um, it, it is
0: Definitely the most Nintendo way to do Lego <laughs> yeah. that that could be possibly done. Yeah. Greg, I, I immediately thought of you because this is this is like Mario Maker come to life here. So you can build your <laughs> own know, right? 3D Mario game right in front of yourself. <laughs> That's where I was kinda disappointed that uh Shields thought it was gonna get uh,
2: boring very quickly because <laughs> it was just like it's like, hey, if you don't want to play the game, you can plan out your levels right here. You're like, <laughs> oh, I can have some blocks over here and Koopa over here to jump on and make them do a shell jump over to this area over here. I mean, <laughs> that could be a lot of fun to be a uh, real life action. Um, my initial kind of thoughts were, it was more of like a Labo 2.0, because this mm. is like construction and it's like interactive. I wonder if there's going to be a, a game that's like associated with it, like the Labo game is, mm-hmm. and and if there is, is like, is it going to be requiring the play sets and mm. all of that, or is it really just like a, another toy that's going to be on the shelf and like with Lego and Nintendo's name on it? But either way, it still seems like it's pretty cool. Um, pretty much the price point is just going to be where it's going to be if I get it or not. But yeah. it does look very cool. That would be a lot of fun. But obviously, if it's like two hundred dollars for whatever they show it, then it's like, nope, that's not really quite what I was looking for for
0: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree with what you guys have said and, and people are talking about in the, in the chat as well um, that, you know, Hansen said he's not expecting, you know, this type of uh, collaboration, but he's 100% on board. Um, yeah, like you said, Schielster says he, he thinks they get very boring pretty quickly. Um, Jakester said the idea is cool, but not going to get it. Um, not big on the design. I think it's, it's one of those things that, like, if you're a big... Nintendo fan and also a lego fan. It's like you kind of like, you know, you're gonna get it um, But yeah, how much fun will you have long term? Um, I'd love to start let's like move into like Speculation a little bit and like where this could go a bit and I loved your idea um, Greg because I actually had, had a couple ideas and one of them uh, was what you mentioned um, What if this eventually did have some sort of game tie-in? Can you talk about that a little more like what you, what you kind of had in mind when you when you said that? Um, like, what could that look like? That really could be, like, anything. It could be from creating, like, basically, like, like
2: you said, like a Mario Maker-esque, like like, 2D Mario game, like, with Legos, or you could even expand it more to 3D, and it's just, like, you can make, like, Mario 64, or, like, it's like a sandbox game. So it's, mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's pretty cool to kind of have that Power, but it's just be kind of interesting to see one how much it's going to cost for like all these sets and how many pieces you'll need to get and how many sets are they going to make. And there's tons of variables that go in with all of that. But I could definitely see the software going either supporting both or however it may be. But it seems like it's, I don't know, interesting. Is very, the idea is very cool, but. Like I said, it's pretty much a down to price point for me. So I mean, I thought I was huge into like a fan of Legos, but then when they did like the Simpsons stuff and that was like two hundred dollars, I'm like, no, that's not quite worth it. Mm. I mean, I absolutely love Disney, the Disney castles again, like two hundred dollars, like no, that's <laughs> kind of too much to really yeah, show for it. So Yeah, yeah. It's so again, expensive. so this will be like another like a huge set because this is like sounds and all that kind of stuff. So
0: it probably seems like it's going to be pretty expensive. Yeah. but It's got to be I have no expensive. Idea. Yeah. Barry, would you be on board if they had a game tie in? Does that, that it <sighs> interest you? Yes. But I mean, no, <laughs> Yes, but no. Uh, I, I did the
1: Skylanders. I did the Disney yeah. infinity. I did the Lego dimensions, which is a Lego <laughs> thing. And of course, Amoeba. Um, it's just one of those things where even if I got the set, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. If I'd even build it, and and <laughs> just just because, it, like, where would I put it? Like, you know, how will will it be okay if the I just it piece if back Could be. Um, you know what I want to see is the price is definitely it. Like, like you said, if this is a two hundred dollars set, mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at it and walk away and then wait for it to go on sale. Like, hands down, not two hundred dollars for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if it's forty nine ninety nine, you know that's speaking more my language. <clears throat> um, I would love to see, you know, them move on to a Zelda set and a Metroid set and like really all these other cool things. Um, really, the timing of release is important. And like we were just talking about with <laughs> the economy, yeah. yeah. If this thing comes out during all of this, it's dead in the water. If this thing comes yes. out like right after it, like they postpone it and put it out afterwards, it has a chance to survive, but not at two, three hundred dollars. Like, hands down. People won't have the money for this. Yeah. It's It will be maybe Christmas, maybe a few people will get it at Christmas. It will be... It will not... They will not even recoup the R&D cost. They they absolutely have to price this well. They have to price this at a, at a price point of at least no more than 50 bucks. I mean, depending on what's in the set. But just from what I saw, like, the kids around the table, no more than 50 bucks. I mean, this is marketed towards kids. Uh and at that point if there's a game tie-in that would be cool that would be using NFC and something else but don't make it like <laughs> Animal Crossing Bebo Festival yeah. like don't make it where you have to constantly use Mario on the, the controller every five seconds to instead of jumping or something <laughs> like don't be stupid about it yeah make it unique make it novel make it something that you can't do normally but you know, again, that's what Amiibo are for. Just mm-hmm. Might as well may use Amiibo, but yeah, uh, it, it, there's a lot of ifs, mm-hmm. and there's more more if if the world wasn't the way it is now, this this coronavirus didn't exist, uh, the whole thing would have been changed. The whole thing would have been different. And obviously, this was designed prior to all of this. Mm-hmm. This was released prior to all of this. I mean, the the trailer was was put up together prior to all of this, yeah. um, and and I think that they need to really change uh the pricing Mm -hmm. provided that it's already too high and they have to think about a real release strategy for when this comes out um i I, yeah, this could be a november release like right
0: before christmas Mm -hmm. that's true yeah i i could really get on board and i I said earlier I, i would have loved if they just said hey you can now build bowser's castle and like just the sets like the normal sets i would have been happy about um but this is interesting i think uh what you guys were alluding to earlier, it's like, kind of like, you know, you can just go wherever you want if you wanted to. Um, and, you know, the enemies don't really attack. I'm wondering, I, I forget what it's called um, and help me out, chat, or you guys, if, if you don't know the, if you if you know what it's called, but the, the robot kind of uh, Lego, the the ones that actually move and stuff. Uh, bionicle? Bionic or, or, or bionics or, or, or Bionicle or something like that, yeah. Te- technonic or yeah, something te- like uh, that. Yeah, Technic. I think it's Technic Technics. or something like that. But like, <laughs> what if they were to like work that in there and all of a sudden now you can actually have your your goomba like really moving and attacking and then like maybe you can actually automate the entire thing and have like mario just kind of like moving through the whole thing you know like the like the auto courses and mario maker there greg and just kind of like automate the whole thing (laughs) like look what i built and like do your own like (coughs) movie about it and film it and put it on youtube like that could be kind of cool
1: like all right slow down skynet (laughs) (laughs) i think you're getting a little ahead of yourself there with a pipe dream that is definitely not going to happen and that is going to definitely cost about three four hundred dollars and not do well
0: but i will enjoy when other people make it yes just like
2: I don't um, know. What I was kind of thinking, maybe it'll be compatible with those uh, VR goggles, and so then you can uh, turns it into a Lego game or something. Like. Mm,
0: now you're thinking, like that's an even bigger mm. pipe dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake just said Mindstorm <laughs> not technic. Technic's something else, isn't it? I think it's a different different product. I think all together. It's like the
1: first one, I think, or yeah. whatever was the original. There was another one, like the very first Lego that came out that was that was different. Yeah. But By the way, a... while we're recording this, West Virginia has actually claimed their first. So all fifty states now have it. Ah. And the reason that it took so long is lack of tests. Mm. As as I suspected. Yeah.
0: So it's everywhere. Wow. We're all gonna. <laughs> After you get your Lego, we're all gonna go.
2: <laughs> yeah. From yeah. From what we've been seeing, like to go on that testing point, it just seems like we weren't even prepared for it. So
0: yeah.
2: That just is kind of sad in that regard, but it's like the president's putting on the um, federal level and then the states are trying to say it's like they're on the state level and then like the states are saying it's on the federal level so it's like a lot of people trying to find the
0: blame and not actually saying like you know what let's just order the tests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well make sure you uh you wash your lego because uh those, those lego yeah. bricks need the to del- be washed too so <laughs> i don't know where they've been yeah. <laughs> um I, it's, it's- <laughs> I think it was funny. Uh, Shielder says that uh, additional parts are going to come with Happy Meals. I-, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. They've already done how many Lego Happy Meals?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, uh, that's that's it for the news. Um, I think for for this week. Um, who knows what we're going to be talking about next next podcast? <laughs> like we may just be you know like quarantined to separate rooms in our houses at that point, or or maybe things are kind of uh, you know. Turn it around by that point. Let's Um, just hope we're all here. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Uh, But you can can send in your questions to uh podcast and Nintendo com. Contact us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, just make sure you follow us. Um, send us questions that you want us to address in a future episode. Um, connect with us stuff that we talked about um, after the fact. You're like, Hey, I want your thoughts about this or love to, you know, strike up another conversation. Um, and one of the best places to do that is in our discord. So if you have not joined our discord, click on that link uh, next um, or <laughs> sorry, I just read something. Um so not next down below in the the comments uh the the instruct the, instru- the I'm just I'm losing it. I need to stop wow. paying attention to the chat. They're throwing me <laughs> off. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the show notes, the the j- description of our show and all that stuff on YouTube. Um, that'd be great. But uh, let's talk about what's gonna happen over the next couple of weeks. So we do have our next hot podcast is going to be. Um, hopefully if everything goes well, recording on March 31st, um, which means again, two weeks out, uh, some notable games. It'll do too. Plus is coming back to the eShop on March nineteenth, and a little game called Animal Crossing: New Horizons. anybody anybody heard of that game? I I hear it's coming out on March twentieth, and then (laughs) yeah maybe, Um, and then uh, Saints Row Four reelected is coming out on March twenty seventh. As of now, Um, and then One Piece Pirate Warriors Four is coming out on March 27th. Um, There's a lot of other games coming out. Uh, What are you guys excited about uh, playing over the next couple weeks, Greg? Let's go to you first. So I was kind of looking through
2: um, game like Ghost Sweeper and uh, let's see, there was Explosive Jake. It sounded kind of like smaller, fun games to me, like supposed of Jake being like a bomberman clone type game and the um, ghost sweepers just kind of like looks like it's like a small like uh adventure game kind of thing so yeah those are the main two that I was kind of looking forward to at least that I had seen so I mean as I said I'm not huge into animal crossing I'm not gonna be having
0: it day one so I'll certainly have a little bit more time than some others. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of us are going to be hanging out on our deserted islands together, quarantined, and you know, you're going to miss out, Greg. You're going to miss out. How <laughs> we getting rid of the ghosts back here? There you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey, Luigi's Mansion 3 wasn't enough for you. you got to get some more ghosts <laughs> out. <Yeah. laughs> Barry, what are you excited about over the next couple weeks to play? Um, Animal Crossing is the main one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and pretty much
1: anything that can possibly come out it's going to be really trying to see what comes out uh i definitely can tell that after i finish like the zero zx collection before animal crossing and and animal crossing if if nothing else i'll be going to the backlog i'll definitely be pulling some games off the shelf that i just didn't give the time to before and uh giving them the time during this whole quarantine thing Mm
0: -hmm. yeah um, of course, Animal Crossing. I'm looking forward to hopefully, I do get a, uh, a review copy of, of RBI Baseball 20. Um. <laughs> because I'm not so sure if I want to spend money on it just yet. But if they'll give it to me for free, I'll play it and I'll, I'll give a review of it. Um, and then uh, on March 31st, so like the day of our next podcast, um, Bubble Bobble for for Friends. Bubble Bobble for Friends, um, Bubble Bubble for Friends uh, comes out. And I know it's like not a huge game, but um, my wife is a huge fan of Bubble Bobble. Bubble bubble. Um, I love bubble bubble, and uh, and so because of that, anytime she gets excited about a game, I get excited about a game because that means we're gonna be able to play it together. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm gonna be getting a uh, review copy of that pretty soon if all goes well, and then I can, uh, yeah, then I can kind of give my thoughts and and everything about that one too. But that's that's another one that's you know, definitely not a AAA game, but it's it's exciting when I can I can play a game with my wife that she's really excited about. So
2: I absolutely love that original one on the nes though because mm-hmm. me and my brother would play that for hours and like we would i remember beating the final boss and i was like that was pretty cool and then yeah. i was like oh but it's the venture's not over yet
0: yeah go back and find these like rare things it's like <laughs> nah we beat the boss We're no go. <laughs> okay. yeah yeah i remember that's that's how so that's how my wife and and her brother, actually, um, Played that a lot. And I didn't play it growing up like it wasn't like I oh, knew about what? it, but I didn't play it. And so when the Wii game, I think, came out, I think we actually talked about this on the podcast um, years ago. And, and I struggled saying bubble bobble at that time, too, because um, <laughs> it's just like a tongue twister. And um, and so I remember playing through the Wii game with her. And and it's kind of very similar. Like we finally got to the end. We thought we'd beat it, And then like, oh, man, there's a whole other thing. Now nah, we're good enough. <laughs> we stopped. But, yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, let's go to the chat and see. Um, yeah, uh, Shields is wondering if, if we we're going to have another um, you know, Nintendo Direct. Who knows? Like, sometime, maybe, maybe eventually we'll have that Nintendo Direct. A lot of times they you come week, after maybe our maybe podcast. After.
2: <laughs> What's that? Yeah, it could either be, like, next week or the week after. Who knows with these things
0: yeah and i'm i'm wondering if you know uh, if they have anything to show and because of all this this virus stuff how is that to, has that as affected them as well maybe they actually are pushing stuff back and it's even less to show off now and maybe maybe that's having an effect there too so who knows but uh, yeah, Shields just saying if they announce Metroid Prime trilogy, that'd be that'd be enough to make him happy. I think'd it be enough to make a lot of people happy. Um, that's oh, yeah. what they need to do. That's what they they can like just shadow drop there, uh, Greg. When you are talking about if they have a game that's on the shelf that they just need to drop really quick to make people happy right now during this all this virus stuff, that'd be it. Because you know they they've already got it done. They of course. <laughs>
1: um, if there's no direct, you know, between now and like E3, that would
2: be. The- it's already the longest in between any directs yeah. since they've started. But yeah, that would really that we, ridiculous. There's beneficial counters for that. It's like, oh, this is 188 days since our last it's directs. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, yeah, as he says, it, the, they're saying it's rumor for the 26th. Um, but, you know, we've had rumors for a lot of Nintendo directs over mm-hmm. the last couple months, and none of them happened. So I'm not even holding my breath anymore. Um, yeah, we rumored it was gonna be in January. It was gonna be in February. It was yeah. gonna be in March. <laughs> yep, it's gonna so, be in April, guys. We'll it's see. coming. We'll see. <laughs> uh, what I've learned throughout all of this, um, and and just life in general, set your set your expectations low, everybody. Yeah, set them low, and so maybe you maybe you know they they surpass your your wildest dreams if your wildest dreams are low. So. <laughs> that's true
1: pessimism for life right (laughs) there it's i mean even even like right now like like treat every like treat even this whole thing like we're all gonna get this coronavirus so every day you don't have it is a day is a gift appreciate it because you don't know when you're gonna get it and hopefully you never do but if you treat yourself that way then i'll be like you know what i'm gonna appreciate every day more and more
0: that's a good point to end on i think so yeah yeah but uh, thank you guys for for tuning in for another uh Quarantined edition we'll see the first-ever quarantine edition of the Nintendo fuse podcast um, Right now when you guys are all stuck in your homes and wondering what's going on This is a perfect time to join our discord and uh, join us online We're gonna be doing probably some game nights and stuff just having a lot of fun together and uh, And keeping the the positive energy going because it's really easy to get um, On the negative side of things when when it seems like the whole world is just falling apart outside um, But uh, but let's keep each other encouraged and and have fun together, um, chat about stuff together. Um, So join our Discord, join us on social media, and uh, let's just keep the conversation going and and have fun together. Um, But uh, yeah, we'll be back, hopefully if all goes well. March 31st is our next uh, episode. We'll be, uh, yeah, episode 194. We're inching closer and closer to 200. It's gonna be here, hopefully, before you know it. Um, I don't know, will will 200 come before the coronavirus (coughs) stuff? (laughs) We're not really sure which is gonna come first. <laughs> that's true. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, thank you guys for for joining us, Greg. It's always great to talk with you. So, yeah. yep, and happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone! Oh, yes, right? happy St. Patrick's totally Day! Totally forgot oh. about that. Thanks, Greg, for bringing that up. That's that's a good. None point. of us are wearing yeah. green. I have, I had green <laughs> no. on this shirt. So. You know, I actually this had green so on nice. earlier today, and I and I changed shirts. Um, I I have green pants. uh there I. You go. <laughs> i may have i don't know um i don't have any no i had it earlier um but yeah hey happy saint patrick's day to all you uh you irish people and and people who act irish on uh on saint patrick's day um and have bad so, accents
2: uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's true Oh my gosh! Although it's not Saint Patrick's Day anymore for him, because it's like in the future, <laughs> he's he's in the future. So Saint, a happy, belated Saint Patrick's Day, Shilser. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Barry, it's been great to talk to you too. It's been always a pleasure, sure. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you in our Discord and online, and we'll uh, we'll see you here next time on our podcast on March thirty first. But until then, happy gaming.